Welcome to Ordinary Prayers, where ordinary people pray through scripture. Be calm. Be mindful. These four words are especially useful to remember in a time where concerns about health, income, and future seek to consume our sense of hope. But I want to help you move those words from your vocabulary down into your soul. To do this, I've invited friends to join me in the practice of Lectio Divina. Lectio Divina literally means divine reading. It is a traditional monastic practice of reading and meditating upon scripture, where we read the words, not to study them, but to allow them to speak to us, so we might hear the voice of God speaking to us in them. Be calm, relax, breathe deeply and slowly. Be mindful of the presence of God in your life as we listen. Now let us prepare our hearts and minds to listen. Praying with me today is Stephanie. Please join me in prayer. Come, Holy Spirit, enlighten my heart and mind so that I might listen to your word. All right. Relax again. Breathe in. Slowly breathe out. Relax your muscles and let things go. Reading from Philippians chapter 2, verse 5 through 11. Let the same mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not regard equality with God as something to be exploited, but emptied himself, taking the form of a slave, being born in human likeness and being found in human form, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Therefore God also highly exalted him and gave him the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus every knee should bend in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. 
Stephanie, as you were listening, what word or phrase caught your attention? Two, but I think that they go together. The idea of human, Hmm. being human, and um, he humbled himself. Hmm. Um, It really stuck out to me, the, um, the idea that although Jesus was divine, was also fully human. Mm-hmm. And at this very last moment, you know, here we are in Easter week, that um, humbled himself to what it is that needed to be done. Right. should be the same as that of Christ Jesus, who, being the very nature of God, did not consider himself equal with God, some, his equality with God, something to be grasped, but made himself nothing, taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to death, even death on a cross." Therefore God exalted him to the highest place, gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. So share with me some of your thoughts there. Um, um, I have to say this is probably one of my one of my favorite mm. passages. I have um, sung these words often, and um, I don't know the the I don't I don't know. There's something very profound in the idea that God are that Jesus, or God in Jesus, at this moment, still didn't consider equality with God as something that he, that Jesus could do, and mm. that he made himself nothing mm-hmm. for this. And I, I just, um, I don't know that I have the words to express how profound that, that, that feels to me, that um, he wasn't, 
um, out saying, yes, I am, mm-hmm. you know, there's, there's something. Okay. So, you but know, there's it's, a strength in that and there's, I don't know. It's just, <clears throat> okay. Well, there's something we've, I've written about this and talked about it a couple of times that, um, in our shelter in TV menu, you know, Peggy mm-hmm. and I were always liked watching Law and Order, and we found this channel that has Law and Order on all the time. So, <laughs> okay. when, you know, once it gets on, we're there for a while. But every commercial break, there is this guy selling the miracle spring water, you know, okay. and and he's a he's a. Um, a televangelist and you know if you drink this water or do use this water and you know Jesus is going to give you money and healing and everything like that and so I just when we talk about that that word exploited something mm-hmm. he didn't regard this as something to be exploited and there's so many people at this time that are just um I just feel, I don't know, maybe it's just me. Sometimes I feel religion gets really exploited by some of the most um, faithful or people that present themselves as the most faithful people. Yeah, I agree. Right? Um, When it becomes a business and it's not, and it's not working for community, which I think that, you know, that's what the church is for was, was, you know, to uphold each other and, and to be with each other. It was, yeah, I mean, it becomes more of an institution than a faith. Right, right. Um, and that, I, I mean, is that why that word humble really speaks to you? Um, I think that, I don't know, it's, it's just the, the idea that, that, that Jesus was in a position where I guess he didn't need to be humble. He could have. He could have, you know, gone out there and dressed himself. He could have dressed as the conquering hero. He could have, um, you know, charged big bucks for people to come in and get and get saved and and to be healed. And he could have started his own little, his own, you know, mega church somewhere. I shouldn't go down that road, maybe, but <laughs> he, but but that wasn't what that wasn't what he was called to. That wasn't his mission. That wasn't what he was there to do. He was there to speak to us on a very human, individual, personal um, relationship. He was there for us to regain our relationship with God. And it wasn't all about him. Mm-hmm. And, he, and that, I think that that's what this is saying. It's not about me. And I think that he often, when he was asked, how do you do this? He says, I do it through God. It wasn't because I'm just great. Mm-hmm. And I and I and um I like that idea of, of being humble and not Yeah. Well just know. as you were speaking that, you know, I'm coming off of giving the sermon in the cemetery this morning and uh, Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> and it's interesting that um Everything that critically happens in the Bible, most things that happen, Old and New Testament, when somebody says, do not be afraid, you know something big is going to happen, right? Right. There's something, this is introduction, you know, do not be afraid, something big is going to happen. But then you also think about that in, in, for Jesus, whenever something big is going to happen in Jesus' ministry, 
he goes alone to pray or he goes somewhere to pray. I mean, that it is this, it is not just that, like you, you were talking about, it's not that he's just carrying this God form with him. He's, he's in a relationship with God. Right. You know, he's, he's, you know, that kind of adds to the mystery of how can you be God and not God and the separation, you know, kind of thing. But it's constantly going and praying your way into something big when something big's going to happen to you. I always thought it was interesting the two readings that I, I read from the NRSV, um, which was kind of unique. I don't always do that uh, or haven't been doing that recently. Mm-hmm. Um, but my, my thing said, he emptied himself. And yours, what version did you have? Do you have? NIV. Okay. And what does it say there? Um, which, which verse? Um, number seven. I think it said he became nothing or something like that. He made himself nothing, taking the very nature of a servant. Hmm. Made himself nothing. Yeah, and I hear those two words completely different. I mean, I, I mean, I get mm-hmm. the, um, I don't know, there's something about emptied that I really like, but boy, made himself nothing is kind of haunting, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Like it's not even me. Right. Anymore. Right. Right. Um, what do you, what do you think about the second half of that? The second half? Oh, well, that's just all jubilant. <laughs> exciting, which is an exciting way, way to end this. The idea that, that after the humbling, that he was exalted and that his very name makes the earth, I mean, move. And, um, and everything shouts out. It's, it's, you know, like the old songs, even the rock shall sing. And, mm-hmm. and, um, yeah. And I just think I don't know. It's just it's just very victorious in the end after after what happens at, in the first half. It's it's very much in a sense the Easter story in one poem. Mm-hmm. So how does this text right now? So you have this kind of historical connection with it that you know this is one you love. You've sung it. Yeah. You know it. You breathe it. But. You're you're reading it now in isolation. Yeah. Right? And in isolation and leading up to the, the big three, Monday, Thursday, Good Friday, right. Easter, right? Um, you mm-hmm. know, if you were to sit there and say, to glean something from this text of what is it, how does it guide me this day? Ooh. Oh, man, that's kind of tough. Um, I'm going to try to draw a connection here. The, I would say being a person that is in a house by themselves mm-hmm. in the midst of all of this is, is kind of a lonely place to be. Mm-hmm. And, um, I, I, and um, you know, working your way, you, you think, I think it gives me more time. I think I have way too much time to just think about myself. <laughs> <laughs> and um, it's kind of, you know how it is when, and so you think, you know, like every tickle, every little, oh, my nose is itching. Is that the virus? But, <laughs> um, but as this week goes on, it's, it's, it's really removed me and kind of put me in that desert place. Mm. 
and mm-hmm. um, and I and I feel that that that's kind of kind of lent that um, it's that moment. Maybe it is that time of introspection. What what do you think? What are essential? What are important things in your life? Um, what you know? What's what is God's purpose for me? And um, I find myself getting anxious, and then you know, with things that happen in the, in the world. And that just draws me back to prayer. I've been often, um, uh, that, that verse that we used in the, in the Celtic service, you know, calm me Lord as you calm the storm. Oh yeah. And I have, you know, still me Lord, keep me from harm. Let all the tumult within me cease and fold me Lord with your peace. And, I have um, been singing that a lot. Mm, yeah. This last week, and um, it helps. And yeah. I, it's um, but I am ready for this for this time of resurrection and jubilation. But <laughs> 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 I don't know that it's going to be coming in in its entirety until after we're allowed to um, step out and and be with others. Right. Just listening to the vignettes. That emptying. I mean, this is this is a, a yeah. season of emptying, isn't it? Right. Right. And I'm sitting there thinking, yeah, that um, not only not only just the the aloneness of being thinking, okay, is this cough? Is this sniffle? Is this thing? <laughs> you know, some kind of sign that it's something something bigger. But then also. Um, the absence of community of people to talk to and to right. just and not even that you need to have you can't like we can be online we can go zoom we can do all this stuff and we can have the conversation but it's not the same there's no touch right i'm in a house without touch yeah and um that's just a real you know that's i didn't realize how important that was mhm mhm and that touch doesn't even necessarily need to be on skin on skin. It is sometimes that touch is just the intimate presence of another person closer right. than six feet. <laughs> right. Right. I think the most joy in a sense I I've gotten the most joy when um my grandson likes to FaceTime me, especially mm-hmm. when he's supposed to be doing work. And um in a sense I feel like I get the touch from me because he carries me everywhere he goes. You know, on the phone. Mm. So I'm up in the tent in his room, and then I'm out in the backyard running with the dog, and then I'm, I'm doing those other things. And yeah, those moments of kind of a semi-normalcy and um, having, you know, just, you know, playtime mm-hmm. has been good touch. Right, right. But I think, I wonder how many, I, I wonder... It just seems like something everybody is going through but doesn't know mm-hmm. necessarily how to say it, you know. Um, right. And um, we were talking about this. My, my, we were, had a family, uh, a family Zoom, and we had uh-huh. all these family members together, and my daughter is a um, notorious introvert. And so one of her cousins says, oh, Britta, this has got to be like the Super Bowl to you, <laughs> to, to be alone and isolated. And, and it is, but it's been interesting. She has called us and talked to us longer. I mean, <clears throat> she'll call and talk, not, you know, no big deal, t- 10, 15, 20 right. minutes. But now it's like hour, hour and a half. And, 
and coming over. No, I get that. I'm kind of an introvert myself. I enjoy, I do enjoy my alone time. I, that's how I regenerate. Being around people does kind of drain me. Mm-hmm. But there's a, there's a limit to that. At some point, you still need to, I could never be a hermit. Right. I've, I've, I found this. I couldn't, you know, totally lock myself away and live alone. Right. Like that. And I, and I think this is like what I, uh, and what you were saying earlier, this is what's so amazing about this text is mm-hmm. this intimacy of connection and touch that that God has with humanity. Right. And, and, and you know, again, I my experience in shaping here is being in this cemetery and, and, uh, and preaching an Easter sermon and thinking about, you know, intimate up to that point of death. Right. You know, and just going through that. Um, and, and, yeah, just something really powerful. Um, and you've changed my mind a little bit. i got to tell you, that was pretty About good. About what? Well, I always hear that second half is power and dominion because I think of evangelical preachers saying, every knee shall bend, you know, and saying it with authority. But, but... You're opening it up. That's not authority and power. That's it's just joy, mm-hmm. right? Right. Um, this, this, we, Easter joy. You've gone right. into the depths of this death on a cross, and now, not exalted as power over people, but resurrected and defeated of death, defeat death, and stuff like that. And that, um, that's helping me think something different about that. You know, I always thought that was funny too. That um, we don't—I don't know how much you think about this. I don't know if I think about it in heaven, on earth, and under earth, and under the earth. Right. It's like everywhere. Right. Right. Oh, it's very good. Very good. Any other any other thoughts to share? Oh, um, I don't. I don't know. It's just that it reminds me. I, I have my life, you know, my life first is, you know, the one from Micah. And what does the Lord require of you is to act justly, love mercy, and walk humbly with your God. And I feel that this is, you know, reflecting the same kind of thing. It's the idea of humility. Mm. Yeah. So I think that that's why it speaks to me as well. Very good. Well, let us let us pray together. We'll pray out. Okay. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Gracious God, we give thanks for these words of inspiration that come to us in this time of isolation, that no matter where we find ourselves, you know the path to de- dive down deep within and touch the depth of our humanness. You are humble, you are a servant, and you take upon us the burdens that we take upon yourself the burdens that we carry. And we pray that these days ahead, whatever burdens we might have, we can still continue to place on you and you would take care of them and breathe into us peace and calm. Give us a sustaining presence in this time alone and give us the promise that we will be connected again when our community might flow, embrace, and sing joyously together. And keep us um, in this time of being in a desert, 
ever mindful of Easter hope that we might be Easter people. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.